And now, two pigeons bemoaning the fact you can stream DirecTV satellite-free. You see this? A family watching baseball on DirecTV with no satellite dish in sight. Let's heckle them. You call that changing the channel? Choke up on the remote, buddy. I hope getting all these games on DirecTV makes up for your mother not pre-chewing your sunflower seeds. DirecTV has the most MLB games. Visit DirecTV.com. Claim based on total games offered on national and regional sports networks with choice package or higher. Availability of RSNs varies by zip code and package. High-speed internet service required. Terms and restrictions apply. Hey, what's up, y'all? Uh, this is a brand new Hold That Podcast podcast here on Tuesday, May 11th. I hope this Tuesday finds you all wonderful. I am uh, freshly tanned and rested, uh, having returned from Mexico after a week, so your boy feels great. Uh, Brody, I'm sure you had a similar experience last week, no? Well, actually, kind of, because oh. I was on like the 12th hole of a golf course when the TJ Finley news officially happened. Then, like, and it's just like, ah, come on. Like, it was my nightmare. I was playing really well in the last seven, like, because I'm not a good golfer. So it was like a breakthrough moment for me. And then the last seven holes were just an utter disaster. And I, I'm not going to blame TJ Finley, but do I think he should be factored into that? Yes, a little bit. So I was also in a relaxing mood when that happened. You, though, were able to just ignore it, I assume, and yeah. just lean into Mexico. Yes, being that I'm not a writer and I was off, uh, I, I probably should have been like tweeting or something, but uh, I did not. We lost the sound machine somewhere en route to Mexico, the portable sound machine, and so my cell phone became the de facto sound machine for the trip, which is actually pretty great, though, uh, because I ended up, uh, I, got, I got two whole books read during the week um, oh, that's a win yeah and i love shitty fantasy i like to kind of bounce back between reading something like kind of for history that's like real or you know and then i go to shitty fantasy and boy did i dive in uh there's the magicians which i think there's actually a sci-fi show based off of um Ooh. it's 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 kind of like a a dark more adult kind of cw infused harry potter yeah. um I feel that. I did not love it for the first half, but the second half really kicked ass. So I bought book number two. I'm on to that now. And then I went real. I love uh, Warhammer fantasy old world literature, which is like really shitty, shitty fantasy. And so I read a book called Masters of Magic. That was just a bunch of wizards doing battle. Very fun stuff. Truly in your element, by the uh, way. Yes, I'm living my best life. Uh, Honestly, I'm sorry you to come home. I know, I know, unfortunately. But here I am, and uh, where else would I rather be than the Hold Up Podcast podcast talking nice. about uh, TJ Finley transferring and other related LSU football news. Uh, shout out to The Athletic, who obviously puts podcasts on. Brody writes for The Athletic at Brody A. Miller on Twitter. Um, if for somehow this is the first time you're joining us, uh, you, you should sign up for The Athletic and uh, read Brody's work. He is fantastic. So, Brody, as you alluded to, um, so when you get that news about TJ Finley and you're in the 12th hole of the course, uh, do you start like working from your phone? Do you write from your phone at that point? Do you leave the course? Did you keep playing? How'd that go down? Yeah, I mean, it's a good question. Yeah, because I think if I was still at, say, when I was at the Times Picayune, yeah, like I would have to 
leave, right? Like, I, I mean, maybe then I'd have a beat partner, so maybe not, but I would have to leave, yeah. At least, luckily, with where I'm at, I kind of had to, like, skip a hole. I was golfing with Luke Johnson, friend of the show, yeah. uh, the advocate, and, like, and yeah, you just kind of had to play a hole by himself. Because, yeah, I'm on the phone. I'm trying to get talk to some people, trying to, you know, at least get some tweets out. I, I had to write some, like, quick blurbs on my phone for the site, just on the news and whatnot, like, get a few things out there. But, like, I didn't have to write an immediate story that afternoon to get online ASAP because you know the way we do things we're more about trying to give you guys the in-depth story a little bit and like more of the next morning story right so I was able to yeah I had to go home and write all night but in in theory I didn't have to ruin my whole afternoon so I'm a little spoiled in that way and I hate I try to avoid telling other sports writers like situations (laughs) like that because they just like resent me but uh yeah, so well, it's it, it part of the reason the why golf. the athletic has attached uh, or attracted so many talented people. Um, uh, so okay, so then, so then you go home from the course and you kind of get into your deep dive. And for those that don't know, TJ Finley announced that he's transferring out of uh, LSU. No surprise here. Um, we 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 talked about quarterbacks a lot in the springs episodes, obviously, and everything, and just Max. And by the end of spring, it clearly showed that kind of Max and Miles were ahead of the rest of the pack and pretty even to themselves, just not that many reps to go around. And so Finley kind of reading the room um, announces that he is transferring. So when you go home and you do your deep dive, Brody, what is your kind of uh, summation of TJ Finley's time at LSU? I'm actually really happy you phrased the question that way, because I'm sure we're going to get into the room and all of that and what it means in a second. But I did want to kind of start with Finley himself, because I feel like, he's the least discussed part of this whenever people talk about it. they talk about like what it means for LSU and it's like I actually do want to start with Finley because I think it's actually usually when a guy transfers like this it's kind of like a sad situation right and it is to some extent TJ Finley wanted to be the starting quarterback at LSU I'm not denying that but like usually it's like oh man what a bummer for him he didn't you know he got nudged out third and third in line all that TJ Finley though this one year in Baton Rouge has been a undoubted victory for him like I actually don't think that's like the part of it that gets like the least attention he made like he rose his stock dramatically in about one year and is able to leave kind of like he's leaving not not it's not a literal pro sports thing but like he's kind of selling at his highest right you know the idea of again TJ Finley arrived at LSU as the lowest rated member of the entire 2020 class a guy who's in a two quarterback class with Max Johnson and everybody always assumed Max Johnson was going to be the guy in that class. And I mean, I remember hearing in the days leading up to like him arriving that like, you know, they were maybe saying like, Hey, we should, we, we're going to go to Kansas. And LSU was like, go for it. You know, like yeah. it wasn't like TJ Finley was ever a priority. And you talk to recruiting guys who I trust out the wazoo and they were just like, yeah, he's never going to step on the field for LSU. Like, he's just, they didn't think very highly of him. Wasn't accurate, all that stuff, not disciplined. And he proved us wrong. Yeah, I know, like, there were some brutal games. The Auburn game comes to mind. Uh, uh, there was another one I'm forgetting. But, uh, well, but so, so I'm looking at his record right now. Um, and, and that's two most, and three. Yeah, he goes two and three. I mean, but then, you know, your losses are to Alabama and AM. You're talking about that's right. Two A&M teams that were top one, yeah. five in the country. Um, but uh, but okay, we'll get we'll get more into his resume though, because I do think that's interesting. But 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 go on. No, no, you're good. Uh, that was helpful. And yeah, so A and M and Auburn, yeah, pretty rough games for TJ Finley. But and I know you can get into much large larger discussions about like why he played well, but he looked like a really solid starting SEC quarterback against in wins against South Carolina and against Arkansas. Like 
as a 18 to 19 year old true freshman, two star prospect, three star prospect who was never supposed to see the field, period, let alone as a true freshman, and looked that good, had that cannon arm, showed all those like those tangible things that are like that guy's gonna be a dude, and he's already in terms of poise and game management and all that little nonsense already further along than we ever expected him to be. And yes, Max Johnson eventually takes the job from him. Max Johnson looks great. That that part's all history. But TJ Finley, in those five starts, in this one season, went from absolute bottom feeder, like no one expected him to see the field, to a guy who proved he could start in the SEC. And I don't know if he's going to end up at an SEC school. Or I don't even know if he'll end up at a Power 5 school, but he proved he's a guy. And I think that is relevant. So now as he enters the transfer portal and all that, you would imagine there's legitimate interest in a, a still raw 19-year-old who's won SEC football games. That yeah. is a relevant piece of stock right there. He has so much upside. If you get him with a good quarterback coach who really builds around him, like I don't think LSU had, the like you said, the snaps and what not to do, he can become a real star. So, yeah, I think this isn't necessarily a sad story for DJ Finley. Looking for an assist with your credit card but can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24-7, U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human and customer service at any time. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. No, no one ever expected, like you yeah. said, you, I mean, no one ever expected him to play, and he has five starts under his belt, and, and and really, even breaking down the five games is pretty damn interesting to me, because first off, what he did against South Carolina, that was a master class in um, like coaching, game planning, execution, uh, to, to come out there as a true freshman and go 17-21 for 265 and two scores through the air. Um, when, when, like, I who knew what to expect? That was just fantastic. Uh, Arkansas, another fantastic game, even had some moments against Alabama, even though it's not, I mean, is it's 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 not the greatest stat line at the end of the day, but it wasn't as bad as the AM and Auburn games. I think what gets interesting about him playing to me is that his level of play, um, maybe even more so directly than. Than, than, than other quarterbacks with maybe a more mobile skill set is that his level of play was so directly tied into the offensive line. Um, he proved that if you, could, if you can, like there are some guys, you could protect them on the college level and they can't get it done. He proved that if you can protect him, that he can win on the most major level of college football. Uh, I still, as just like a thought experiment, would love to see how Max would have fared against Texas A&M and against Auburn where the offensive lines were just absolute disasters and there was like a ton of pressure throughout the entirety of the game because I I I, I mean maybe it ends up being different maybe I think I, I I'm not gonna like die on this hill and say that it'll be exactly the same but my view of it my personal opinion is, is that it would actually be pretty damn similar to what Finley turned in like I don't think it would be markedly better so a lot of the things that he gets criticized for, to me, um, were kind of functions of, of 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 the entire team playing poorly. And like a quarterback gets too much credit, he's also getting too much blame. Now, I guess the flip side of that in South Carolina, the entire team played well. The offensive line, especially against Arkansas, the entire team played well. But yeah, man, um, I, I I think 
the bottom line is, like you said, everyone thinks higher of T.J. Finley on the other side of his time at LSU than before. I would not be surprised to see him go somewhere in conference, like in Arkansas, hell, South Carolina, like any of these places, right? Uh, and, And then for sure, I mean, unless he just loves the pitch or something from one of these smaller schools, for sure, I would think he ends up as a starting Power 5 quarterback, but... We'll see. Yeah, like, a, like a, I wonder if like a Mem- – I'm, I'm I don't know Memphis's quarterback situation, but like a Memphis, like a UCF, say they make a good pitch, I could totally see him like thriving at like a really good group of five. You I, know, I, like I, that. Oh, yeah, yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Um, uh, And I guess uh, one thing that's interesting is that uh, history is going to seem like there was just a huge gap between Max and TJ. Um, because he transfers and now Max has gone on to kind of fight for that starting job. And may, maybe that gap did start to develop more. So e- e- even in the off season, but as far as watching the games last year and how they played, um, I didn't see a massive gap. And, and so it's kind of weird, just the, the pathways that life can take where like, what happens if that shoe doesn't get thrown and you don't beat Florida? You know, there's just all these little <laughs> yeah. kind of ifs that you can play. Or if Max gets a start against Auburn, uh, do you think differently about him if they go out there and get their ass kicked? Yep. Uh, but but that's just kind of, I guess, how the world works. It's like literally just life. And so a couple of breaks here or there, and now you have two guys that I always thought of as being pretty similar in terms of how they played, and now they've gone just on completely divergent paths. No, it's a, it really is a great point. Like, yeah, say Kyle Pitts even suits up against LSU. Like, like, do the, is that the one point difference in that game? Probably, you know, who knows? It is, it is genuinely fascinating to see. But they, and yeah, so much of that also probably does go back to the the original perception thing, right? Like, like it's like they had more chips in on Max Johnson's career than yeah. did TJ Finley, and then like, so like you wonder how much that factors your perception of them this spring. I don't know, but I don't want to get too far away with that. They just really think highly of Max Johnson. He has a legitimate chance at beating Miles. And, and right look, now. And, and objectively from the limited view that you get from a spring game, um, Miles and Max did look a step ahead. So somewhere along the line, Absolutely. that separation did uh, end up taking place. So best of luck to Finley. We had O on the show this morning. He had nothing but glowing things to say about him. Um, obviously they want him to stay, but Said, like, this kid never did anything wrong, um, just carried himself exactly how you want a college athlete to from day one. So I thought that was, you know, I, you have to say that, but I do also take a lot of that at safe face value. I mean, they did give him the starting job last year. And I think when I've you're a head I've seen many coach, transfers that Ed Ogeron just kind of says nothing about or yes. says we wish them luck. Let's a, put it that way. <laughs> exactly. Very clipped and short. And he seemed pretty genuine here. And also, I think there's a special bond when you're a head coach and you have to play a true freshman, kind of throw an 18-year-old into that sort of situation, and then he shows up for you the the way that he did a couple times. I think that means something. So uh, TJ Finley, it's, it's an odd career that will be forgotten to time, but kind of fascinating when you actually look at it. Uh, so maybe the less interesting part of this is that now what we always assume becomes official where it's now Max and Miles for that quarterback job. And Garrett's not there yet. Uh He's and Oka basically confirmed as much this morning as well, um, but I guess what this really—I don't—I don't know. Does it heighten the stakes? Does it heighten focus on kind of what we already do or knew? If nothing else, you you at least have a much easier time now splitting reps come fall time. Yeah, I think the main thing is just from like us as viewers' point of view, it just better frames the next few months. You know, like we 
like all pretend it was four man competition. Now we yeah. don't have to. That helps honestly. Uh, it can help us focus a little more about what we're supposed to be watching. And two, I think the rep thing is is huge. Ojan has said since March that you know come fall they were eventually going to have to narrow it down to two guys for the reps. And now you don't have to play the game. You, know, you can just say it. It's clearly those two. And yeah, I think it's uh it just leaves them in a, such a fascinating situation because I. We're, we've it's been the spring discussion, so we've talked about this topic so many times on the show. But obviously, this is the the quarterback episode, for lack of a better term. So we're going to talk about it more. But like, they there's so many different pathways this can go, and ways it can go amazingly, and ways that it can all weirdly combust if you don't handle it right. Which is why it has my attention, and I'm so fascinated by it because there are scenarios in which you choose Max Johnson. And you know, because I, I maybe they just that he's just the guy. And Miles Brennan understandably leaves. You know, gets another Power Five starting job somewhere. He probably deserves. And all of a sudden, you only have two quarterbacks in your room, and one of them's a true freshman. That's the nightmare they've been trying to get away from. And then, like, they had built this incredible quarterback room, and it's just proof of how quick. By the way, I still think a room of Max Johnson and Garrett Nussmeyer in a hypothetical scenario is a solid room. Like, I don't think you're in trouble there. But still, it's just like it shows how fascinating this world of quarterbacks is that in the span of, like, three months it's possible for lc to go from like it's best room ever four deep to two deep with a true freshman as your backup it's such a thin line because quarterback is just a position where guys want to get their chances they want to go start you want you don't want to sit behind someone so it's so fascinating and then there's other ways where say brennan wins and if he does win out he'll have earned it and then max johnson i don't think he's going to leave and all of a sudden you have three deep and Walker Howard coming in, and all of a sudden you have like this masterful continuity going for like what four to five years. So there's this, it's this beautiful art form, but you can't just pick one guy because of continuity and all these things because they have to win this year. There's just so many layers. This is like football nerd heaven. Uh, so I, I think if we want to use some kind of college football um, parallels to, as how I'm framing this in my mind. If Max were to win the job, I, I think the question then becomes for Miles, is he going to go the Taj Boyd route or the Jalen Hurts route, right? Where yep. Taj Boyd made the ultimate interesting decision in that he was replaced midseason and he still chose to leave immediately. Like, despite the fact that you're not like, I would even say if Brennan was in camp or something, they announced it and then he chose to leave. Like, even then, you're not going to play that season. I, I, I don't think so, at least. You'd have to get used to uh, a new group of players, new set of coaches, new playbook, new terminology, all of this stuff, all while dealing with a new school and everything else. Like, I don't think if you transfer after camp that you're going to play that season either. Uh, but the Dennis Top Touch point, right? He was pissed. And he felt kind of played by Dabo, and so he left. And so maybe that's how you. Oh, just it. to be sure, Kelly Bryant, right? Kelly Not Bryant, dude. Why am I talking about Taj? That Boyd? was me having a mild panic. Like, wait, <laughs> Taj Boyd did get replaced, right? <laughs> okay, bad, we're good. Dude, Kelly Bryant. I completely forgot about Kelly Bryant's name. Uh, yes, no, thank good. you. Sorry, uh, no. Kelly Bryant um, leaving uh, in the middle of the season, or do you go the Jalen Hurts route, where it happens? You have two years of eligibility left. You're kind of like, okay, you know, I'm I'm still back up here. Like, uh, my moment, I'll, I'll probably have a moment during the season. It would be surprising if I did not. And I'm, I'll stay here, stay ready. And then after the season, that is when I'll find my fortune elsewhere and I can work my way into being that starter immediately by the fall because I'll have a full offseason to work with. And it, 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 it feels like, obviously, the most strategic smart play for a personal career would be the Jalen Hurts route. 
I guess I just wonder how much emotion you would have tied into it if that was the decision laid before you and like how did the coaches handle it did you feel like they were always honest with you and so you're happy or do you feel like it was a little more underhanded like I think Kelly Bryant felt about the Dabo situation uh what would you do if, if you were Miles and you came to that decision point and now two pigeons bemoaning the fact you can stream direct tv satellite free you see this a family watching baseball on direct tv with no satellite dish in sight let's heckle them you call that changing the channel choke up on the remote buddy i hope getting all these games on direct tv makes up for your mother not pre-chewing your sunflower seeds direct tv has the most mlb games visit directtv.com claim based on total games offered on national and regional sports networks with choice package or higher availability of rsn's varies by zip code and package high-speed internet service required terms and restrictions apply now, I think you bring up a lot of important points, and I'm glad you did because I feel like accidentally in my writing, like I've kind of just like implied him leaving as assumed, but I shouldn't because I think you bring up a lot of good points that one, Miles Brennan genuinely loves LSU. He's like one of the leaders of this team. He's been here for a very long time waiting his turn. Also, like I hate bringing up things like this, but sometimes they do matter. He's a very serious girlfriend at LSU who like I don't think he's dying to leave, you know, and uh and so you have things like that. and But there's just the part of me that just assumes, like, especially quarterback more than anything other than maybe, like, superstar basketball player. Your whole career has been for, like, 15 years of your life has been just, like, working methodically and planning and, like, strategically and, like, you and your parents mapping out your life and, like, to the point to be a starting quarterback, right? Like, to get to where you need to go to get to the NFL. Like, that is your life. Like that is everything. At least, you know, Jalen Hurts, as an example, had two years of starting quarterback film. I don't know if that's a great comment, yeah, but yeah. Yeah. Uh, and, and I just think like, it's just so much easier said than done to like spend your whole life on something and then just be like, yes, I will also spend my fifth year in college just waiting my turn. That's hard. I'm not ruling it out. I actually don't think that's like impossible. Well, the, really well, the reason don't. the reason why I think it's actually probably likely, though, that he wouldn't transfer immediately is because you're still going to sit out if you transfer. Like you're they? Best, I don't think that's how it works anymore. You you would. I mean, where he's are you also gonna, a graduate. Uh, no, no, for sure. I don't mean like NCAA would hold you out. I mean, where are you going to go and immediately learn an offense to start the first game? Yes, that's fair. That, 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 JT, that's JT what Daniels t- might be the comp in some ways. Okay. Like a, and yeah. w- when did when did JT Daniels transfer over? I'm going to Google it as we speak, but I'm pretty sure it was, you know, summer, right? Okay, JT summer. Daniels. And even then, he was clearly better than Stetson Bennett. Oh, it was right? May. I apologize. Yeah, uh, you're right. So um, May, and he was clearly better than Stetson Bennett, and he still couldn't yeah. crack that starting lineup till the end of the season. So I just... Yeah, I, I, right. I, I guess I, I, how I view it in my mind, and maybe I'm wrong here, because again, Kelly Bryant left, right? So it does happen. But how I view it in my mind is like, you, you actually, ironically, you're if you were to lose starting job in camp, your best path to the field is still at LSU because you I, are still only one play away. And then afterwards, then you get the full off season. You leave, um, and you go, and and then you yeah, then you will win a starting job uh, at wherever you're at, or you should if you're good enough. No, I, I think that is incredibly true. And by the way, I agree with the thought process. I firmly do. I think you have a better chance to be like the guy LSU is going to help you out more, which don't rule that part out too. Like the, how much LSU is going to like get you to the right place, make, say the right things, you know, all that stuff. They're going to like, like, like if you leave on good terms, you're saying, What's that? If you like leave on good terms, you're saying like if you yeah, stay to yeah, 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 wait. Yeah. yeah, LSU will do everything in their power to get you to the best spot possible in 2022. Those are all valid. I just still deep down just go to like, can you really, you know, be like 
now you're basically saying you're never going to really start college football until your sixth year, until you're what, 24, 25 years old. Like that's just so much easier said than done. And like, and again, I'm, I'm not like arguing you. I'm just more thinking of different comps, but like Justin McMillan did leave in August. He, he eventually won the starting job at Tulane, which I know is a different thing, but in like by mid season, I think, you know, that's there's fair, examples. Though. No, of this. I mean, that's fair. That's that. that no, that, yeah. That and this isn't me agreeing or disagreeing. I'm just like trying to think of examples as we go. Yeah. I, I just, my gut tells me he would leave and that's not me begrudging him. I just like, God, it's so hard to be like, I'm going to wait my fifth year. That's interesting. My gut would say that he wouldn't leave, but 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 what's also interesting is we, we never just spent, uh I know, and we just spent a lot of times talking about something that is a complete hypothetical. Uh, but but it is the more interesting hypothetical because if Miles wins the job, then it's just like okay, you know, like of course, like well then he's if the Miles quarterback. Wins the job, they're in incredible shape. Yeah. yeah, and then and then Max is the backup, and he's young, and he's set to take over. Um, you do have an interesting sixth year thing where like, depending on how miles a year went, would he want to stick around and then what would happen there? But yeah, if miles wins the job, then you've hit that rhythm that you're always looking for where it's miles max is next in line competing with Garrett. Maybe Nussmeyer catches up, but they then have a battle for that job. And then you've got your new quality back of Walker Howard coming in. Um, so it's just, I, I just think there's like a lot less to break down on if miles wins the job. Yeah, no, I mean, you're right. Yeah. I, and Someone commented that on my story, the point of like, could Brennan stay a six year? First off, of course he can. I, I wouldn't rule that out. But like my gut always tells me in that scenario, and this is probably too overly simplistic, but it's just food for thought. My my mentality is first off, fifth year, you're always gonna be a little more inclined to want to leave. And second, if he plays well enough to go pro, yeah, go. And if he doesn't play well enough to have any pro stock, that might mean he's not good enough to keep the job. Does that make sense? Like that's, that's kind of how I always view that. Like if after your fifth year in college, if you haven't, if you're not even like a top four round, like even a draft pick, that probably means there's a quarterback competition still going on. Right. Am I wrong? I don't know. No, no, no. I, I I think you're right. Also in that, like it's, um, it's it's like he has enough raw arm talent where he can probably get like an undrafted free agent shot, even if he almost yeah. never did anything on the college level. Like maybe not, right? Maybe you have to do something. But yes, I, I don't think you're going to be your stock's not going to skyrocket from year five to year six. I want to think. Yes. Right? I guess there's like your your outliers like a burrow skyrocket I mean, that you could. Point I would never to. actually compare them, but there's almost like a little bit of Matt Castle there, where it's like, "Hey, bad situations, you know." But like, yeah, yeah, yeah. People know who he is. He has a big arm. You would think, yeah, he will make a like, he will get a chance. I don't know. Uh, uh, no, absolutely. I mean, a lot of these like number one quarterbacks in high school that even don't have success in college, yeah, they get those chances later on, uh, just because it's a lot of this is situational. Maybe less so nowadays, where you can get into different situations easier. Um, so, and this, I want to. Did you have somewhere else you want to go from here? Uh no, I, I I thought I had something to say on Miles real quick, but I don't know yeah. that I do anymore. So no. You, know, you can always pivot back. Yeah, and I think one point that like I think I remembered this while writing this piece and like but it's just a part of it that I think sometimes we get the thinking wrong. And the truth is you Having four deep at quarterback isn't that important. Yeah, it's a bonus. But the reason you want four quarterbacks in your room and the reason it was a victory to have these four good quarterbacks at one time isn't about being four deep. You are never going to really need four deep, very rarely. It's having four quarterbacks who are good is more about the more important thing, I think, if you got Ed Ojean to talk honestly, is four chances at finding the best quarterback. 
That's what it's actually about. Yeah, yeah it's that about makes sense. like four guys competing, cream rises to the top, all that kind of stuff. And like that's what it's actually about. It's like the draft pick thing. It's not about tanking to get the best pick. It's about getting as many picks as you can to have your better chance of getting a star. And having two in the modern game isn't the end of the world anymore. It's just not. I think it's anything, it's kind of normal. Uh, I think. So losing Finley isn't necessarily a blow because like three deep is still a good situation when these guys are all good. It's about how do you get the best chance at finding your star? And if that star is Max Johnson and, and hypothetically it leads to Miles Brennan leaving, you are still content with how that process worked itself out yeah. because those four guys led to you finding the guy that you think is the star. That's now, really none point. of them are the star. That's a different bummer. But I think it's not necessarily like a depth thing. Yeah, I mean, you would have obviously more depth concerns and you would not yes, like yes. Uh, being one play away, but the process is not flawed. The process will have worked at that point. That's a really good point. Yeah. I I just, and yeah, that's not even like saying we shouldn't talk about these very, very important depth things. It's just like I think I included. It was like almost me reminding myself, like, I think the way we think of this is a little wrongly wired, incorrectly wired sometimes. And even like, I don't want to get ahead of myself, but like, Say it's just this is again hypothetical. Say it's just Max Johnson and Nussmeyer in that room come September. If if Garrett Nussmeyer becomes your starting quarterback because of an injury, it's not entirely bad. That's a little bit like a I'm trying to think of another great sports comp, but it's almost like yeah, a, yeah. all right, let's see it. Cause like it's not like it was Max and, and Finley last year, where it was like, uh oh, these two not that big recruits, raw as hell, like we're it, the season's a, a, a pass. No, if it's Nussmeyer, it's like so let's no, see what it, the kids it, got. It, you know, like it's like, like who, all right, let's go. Who was the backup for Alabama last year? Five star uh, Bryce probably? Young. Yeah. Yeah. So like, what if Mac had gone down and Bryce Young had a play? Alabama fans Alabama's would have been secretly hyped. Yeah. Uh, well, and they yeah. would have been like secretly hyped because they all kind of wanted to see what Bryce Young had to offer anyway. Um. So yeah, I, I, I think it'd be kind of similar to that. Uh, yeah, I think that's a good point. All right. Brody, I mean, I think that was I think that was a great conversation about quarterbacks, and I feel like it's kind of slow otherwise. I mean, LSU yeah. has a lot of official visits coming up in June once things reopen. Um, they're starting a game plan for opponents. Coach O told a funny story about uh, John Sullivan today, like getting all fired up about wanting to beat UCLA because uh, he has so much history. At eighty, you know, he's over eighty years old, but long time USC, whatever. But I mean, yeah, I feel like it's really the kind of the news of the day. Yeah, it's actually uh no news is good news thing, probably overall promise you right now. Like, yeah, yeah, you're probably waiting to see what Major Burns does, the Georgia transfer, is he gonna get that last spot with LSU, things like that. You know, but no, we're you know how I know we're in the the fun part of the offseason is that we're at the point where I had a mailbag this week and like three of the fifteen questions were like you know, do you think it's BS that the ESPN's pre-top 25 has Louisiana ahead of LSU by four spots? I'm like, that's the sweet spot of the offseason, baby. Yes. When we're we're having like reactions to the reaction to the way too early top 25. That is my my heaven. I love that's that. So I UL I play around a golf. UL is four spots ahead of LSU. Yeah, and by the oh, way, my, my, my response to that Let's was, go. I understand that LSU should be higher by the time the season's over, but in what world is ESPN wrong for seeing a team go 10-1, and one, beat Ohio, Iowa State, have like an elite season, and then bring literally everyone back? In what world should that team be behind the 5-5 five and five LSU? Yeah. Like, 
No, they're not wrong. Also, this is going to be the hardest season to handicap. Also, LSU fans have to accept that they're improving mode. People aren't going to give them the benefit of the doubt after last year. Yeah, you don't deserve the benefit of the doubt. 20th is actually generous. And then if you win, you're immediately back up to 8 to 10. But, like, you have to win. And it's also just – I made sure to point out, it's just going to be a really fun – I think it's going to be the most fun college football season in a long time for a lot of reasons. But my big one is – it's a really cool year because because of the eligibility rule that because in during COVID, teams like Iowa State, Louisiana, Liberty, Miami is not the same thing, but that's another example. Teams that were good last year and like smaller programs, things like that that are really good, bring like unprecedented levels of talent back. Iowa State has everyone back, and they were already a top ten team. Same with Liberty, Louisiana, and it's like. This is going to be a cool year where I think Oklahoma, Bama, Georgia, those guys have a chance to be awesome this year. And like Iowa State is a legitimate title contender. And like you have these different eras and panthe- like uh, different tiers, like legitimately in a com- like combined playing field. It's going to be cool, which is why LSU deserves to be 20th because like Louisiana deserves to be ranked higher. That's so cool. Indiana's actually up there. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, and uh, it'll end with Alabama, Ohio State, Oklahoma, and somebody else in the playoffs. I mean, yeah, I think uh, Alabama's going to be nasty. Like, the defense sweet. is going to be better. Yeah, but also, like, I mean, maybe Iowa State, but uh, I just feel like the playoffs are just – oh, Clemson, excuse me, that's who. Alabama, Clemson, Clemson Ohio State. Well, it's and, at least uh, good that, like, go. Iowa State – Maybe not Oklahoma. Oh, I was Oklahoma, Oklahoma, Oklahoma may get beat out of there. I was gonna, no Oklahoma's preseason one at ESPN. Like they they could be really good, and Iowa State Oklahoma at least makes it. Hear me out on this, where it won't be just like BS that a Big Twelve team gets in. It's like whoever wins that Big Twelve is like, all right, that team's got a shot. And yeah. At least that's a different tone, right? Yeah. So may, even though the Final Four will be the Final Four, maybe actually like somebody will have a chance of being Alabama. Oh, how much fun is college football? It's kind of super fun, but not that fun sometimes. I don't know. I'm a fan. You know, I'll say it. It's a weird sport. I, I, I do love it, but I'm each and every year I get a little more bored with the 14 playoff. Uh, I don't know. I get it, man. That, that That's for a future episode, though. We'll go for yeah. today. It's the Hold That Podcast podcast uh, brought to you by The Athletic. Again, Brody A. Miller on Twitter. Uh, theathletic.com go sign up it's an incredible site theathletic.com slash hold that podcast uh, I am T-Bob Abair. you can follow me at T-Bob 53 on Twitter and uh, yeah um, we will see you on the next episode of the hold that podcast podcast As you've probably heard by now, we've teamed up with BetMGM this season. We'll be using BetMGM lines to make all of our picks, and we'll have special offers for our listeners each week. If you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC, and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic, plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager with BetMGM. Here's how it works. Download the BetMGM app and sign up using bonus code THEATHLETIC. Make your first deposit of at least $10. Place your first bet on any game and claim your voucher for a one-year subscription to The Athletic. 
See BetMGM.com for terms. U.S. promotional offers not available in D.C., Mississippi, New York, Nevada, Ontario, or Puerto Rico. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Available in the U.S. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369 in New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. 1-800-327-5050 in Massachusetts. 1-800-BETS-OFF in Iowa. 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help in Michigan. 1-800-981-0023 in Puerto Rico. First bet offer for new customers only in partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. Don't forget, if you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager.